is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. This is Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. I checked them out. They're very funny guys. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. Masters of None. The podcast is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Hey, everybody, this is Philip J. Fry from Futurama. The comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Not sure what it means, but that's why I'm going to keep listening. Until I find out. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. Bring the right no back. Way. Masters of None. It's a comedy podcast and it does not suck. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network and lubricated by Blue Point Beer. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Masters of None. My name is Mike and with me is Art, of course. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. What's going on, Mike? Not much, dude. And on the line with us, we have uh, a very special guest, a, yes. a an author, a podcaster, a, oh man, uh, he, he owns a website, he does he does all kinds of stuff, he's all over the place. David Dooley, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, great to be with you today. Yes, man. I Can Fix America, 52 Common Sense Ways You Can Make the United States Great Again is a book that uh, I purchased. You have to purchase it as well. You can get it at ICanFixAmerica.com, also Amazon, you know, the usual places. Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. Barnes & Noble. Yep. All, all of those places. Um, this is how I describe the book, David, and you tell me if, if, if this is what you weren't going for. Yep. This is a coffee table book that will never garner dust. That is correct. I wanted to write the most important coffee table book in the history of America. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very easy to read book. I, I think I've read it now twice, um, and it's very easy to read because it's 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 one it's basically one thing a page. He you know fifty two common sense things common sense ways you can make the United States great again. Guess what? One thing on each page. There you go. Couldn't be simpler. Um, and it has pictures and uh, not a lot of words. Right. Exactly. So it's it's easy to get through in an hour. But it's but like as I say, it's not going to garner dust because I just pick it up every once in a while and just read a couple. You know, I'll just go back to a couple and be like, oh yeah, I should do more of that, or I should do this. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, it's it's awesome. And again, you also host a. Uh, a show called the um, Controversial Truth with uh, Rob Wolf is your co-host. Yep. yep. And uh, how I, how I came to find you guys out was uh, um, if you haven't know, if you haven't known already this is this was my this was my asking I was <laughs> Art's our guest booker and I was like Art can you get David Dooley on the line please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was you know it's it's funny I it's kind of it's kind of ironic in, in a way. I was cleaning my kitchen, and I happened to find your podcast. And five hours later, when I was done with cleaning my kitchen, because I was cleaning it in, in order this to... podcast like in the oven or something? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I, I was... Uh, I, I, think, I think I talked about this on a, on a previous show, Art, that I, I had a bit of a mouse problem in my yeah. apartment. And, yeah. and one thing I just can't stand is mice, so I had to disinfect the entire kitchen. Well, thankfully... I had Mr. Dooley's podcast to keep me company, and I went through probably about six episodes um, wow. in that time and just devoured it, just devoured it whole and immediately bought the book and just so excited to talk to you about a lot of things. Like we, like we were saying, this is, you know, this is kind of in cahoots with the election coming up, but like I, and like we said to you before, I really don't want to talk to you much about the election. I, what I really want to talk to you about is what you talk, what you guys talk about in your show 
and in your book, which is you really just, as you put it, take uh, you know take the sacred cows on notice and really give them kind of a, a once over that I think nobody that to me I thought you know nobody looks at this stuff like this or, or like I do or nobody thinks the way I do about these types of things and all of a sudden I hear you guys talking and I'm like there they are where where do you guys meet where's your meetings and where can I sign up we're on the short <laughs> bus right we're on the short <laughs> bus <laughs> so I, I no. mean I'm, I'm just so excited and and to have you and for those again for those that maybe are not familiar with the show explain a little bit more about it and as far as how you got you got a chance to uh to hook up with rob yeah, well, I met Rob through some friends, and ironically, he had my book and I had his, and we we met at a conference, and and you know Rob was doing his very successful podcast called the Paleo Solution, and uh, we were just kind of came together and we're uh, uh, chatting uh, one evening over some drinks, and and we were just discussing sort of the upcoming uh, political uh, election. And how ridiculous we thought a lot of the issues were uh, <laughs> that we're facing here in America, and uh, just like you, Mike, you know, I found that Rob and I had a lot of the similar uh, opinions. Even though he had different training than I did, you know, he's more of a scientist and a health nut. I'm more of an entrepreneur and business guy, and and we just thought, hey, we might be able to pull off some neat uh, banter online and and uh, try to tackle some of these huge problems that a lot of us seem to think America has. And we do have some very large problems, but sometimes they're framed so large that we don't know how to go at fixing them. Right. You know, how do I participate? I, I, part of the genesis of why I wrote this book is I was, uh, I came out, I, I, I started a company, I sold a company, I was trying to figure out what I want to do next. And I wanted to catch up on what's going on here in America. And and, you know, everyone says, oh, we have this deficit problem, which we do, and we have all these other problems. And I started reading and researching solutions, and they're all like, we need to change the Constitution. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I've done some things in my life, and I can't even begin to tell you how to start that process. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I, there was nothing out there that was sort of like tangible that any one of us can do to make kind of those small tweaks in our lives that could have cascading effect to to help fix America and some of the big problems we face. And so Rob, uh, as someone who kind of challenged the status quo with the the paleo diet and, and nutrition and, and uh, different sort of uh, uh, fitness and training, you know, and, and got great results, um, we thought, hey, let's take kind of the same theory and uh, start challenging, like you said, some of the sacred cows in the world today and say, hey, if we tweak this or do this a little differently, we can have some great results. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, looking at the book and and listening to the show, you guys you guys do these you guys talk about these things that are like how how can you even imagine that this is going to happen? But you guys back it up with such uh, uh, knowledge, and that, that's the other thing too that you know I, I I want our listeners to to make sure that they're that that they know. I mean, I I figured it out after w listening to one show, but. Just from listening to us, you know, our dopey listeners and our, you know, us talking about freaking Star Wars characters. Um, <laughs> hey, Star Wars is cool, man. Star Wars is cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not disagreeing. But uh, I, I, I liked you for a reason, David. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it's it's just it's daunting how um, 
how great some of these things are, but how simplistic some of the answers are. And as I was saying, you guys come at it with such knowledge, like you said, from different points of view. You, you as an entrepreneur and, and, uh, and uh, Rob more as a scientist and a chemist. And he, he studied chemistry, right? That was his original That's right, book. yep. Biochemistry. Biochemistry, right. So, um, you know, it's just interesting that, again, you know, and then I found myself going, how old are these guys? And then I, you know, look you up a little bit. Yeah, you're just a couple of years older than me, so then I feel you. So then, of course, so then of course I feel useless. I'm like, okay, I've wasted my life, and <laughs> <laughs> so then time will tell for all of us, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, kind of piggybacking what Mike said. I, I think you know, there, you know, especially now with the election, you have like the the deficit, like on those those big, you know, billboards, like scrolling, you know, getting higher in debt oh, and all no. that. Yeah, that countdown, and there's just so many things that it's like, oh, you know, you have no, you don't have no voice. Government's not going to hear you. The lobbyists and all that, and it seems like you know a lot of political jargon. They try and confuse you, but you know, if you go to iCanFixAmerica.com, and there's just a lot of things like you even have, like you know, the issues kind of lined up, and you you can click on each one, and you can kind of give your your take on it. And like Mike said, it's very simplistic. And if everybody kind of does their own part, we can kind of get this you know country back you know, back on shape. So I, it, I love the site. Well, thank you. I, uh, I thought kind of going into writing this book, which really is, it, it, I built it in a way. And I think Mike alluded to it. It's like this coffee table style book. And I, I tried to say, okay, what's a format that hasn't been done yet on these <laughs> issues that just sort of make you want to drink every day. You know? <laughs> that, I mean, you know, how do we tackle them? And so I, I wanted to come to a format where you could take things like how do we stabilize our housing market, you know, and how do I individually, how can I participate in that? And sometimes people are just overwhelmed with that. And there are simple things you can do. And so I wanted to distill these major things like help solve unemployment, build up education, stop entitlement thinking, fix uh cure ourselves and our healthcare system is a big one. Oh yeah. And and the little things that each one of us can do in our own lives can have just massive cascading effect. So, so let, let me just pick one, for example. You know, there's no doubt, especially in this election, that everyone's talking about health and health care. And if anyone's had to pay health insurance premiums or you're a small business owner and you're worried about what the future cost of that stuff is, you know, so much of that is because we're fat. Yep. I mean, it sucks because I like eating the bad stuff just as much as everyone else. But just the obesity in America alone costs upwards of, you know, $500 billion a year of related disease. Yeah. And, you know, just just simple tweaks. And I know it sucks. And I know a lot of it has to do with inexpensive food, not necessarily being being good for you but as we delve into on the controversial truth why is that bad food inexpensive and it's because that all that bad foods much of it's subsidized by the government and so we try to correlate you know the cause and effect of what what does policy mean as far as government how does that have a cascading effect through kind of our our economy and then our individual lives and then what things can we tweak in our individual lives to reverse the trend Mm-hmm. Government's trying to make us into big uh, D batteries. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, yeah. and, and 
and it's it's tough man it's tough out there and and part of i guess the the genesis of of the book uh was about two years ago, I'm originally from Flint, Michigan. I, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia to go to college and end up staying, but I get get back to Michigan a lot. And at one point, you know, 60 years ago, Flint, Michigan had one of the top per capita incomes in America. Mm-hmm. It was the birthplace of General Motors. And I remember landing at the airport. I go by the little airport kiosk there in Flint, and the newspaper says, Flint's number one again. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. In violent crime in America, <laughs> you know, and and then it went down through that, and and it was arson, and it, it, then we led the nation in arson per capita, and so I'm like, how does this happen yeah. in such a relatively short amount of time? Sixty years. Sixty right? years is not a long time. It's not a long time. It's not a long time. And so, I wanted to take a look at we we get so wrapped up in the way the things. Things have always been, you know, we're like, well, right. because it was this way 10 years ago, it has to be this this way for me today or at least has to be available for me 10 years from now when, in fact, most everything we've experienced is an experiment. And I always say it's sort of like an experiment to trick the laws of nature and finance, but there's never been a successful case study of it. It right. always kind of reaps, uh, it sort of shows its ugly head eventually. And, and just because we're so lucky, gentlemen... I think we're going to live in some very interesting times because of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. no kidding. I, I mean, you know, he said it before. I, I think, I personally think, the two greatest things, the two biggest threats that this country has, are uh, the are getting out of debt and fat kids. I, I absolutely yeah. think that fat kids. Uh, looking at a fat kid is worse than looking <laughs> at a Taliban member right now because that kid is going to cost you more money. In your lifetime, with his health care, uh, then then you know an army of ter- of of terrorists trying to take out buildings. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, and I actually got a lot of heat. Um, I did a posting, gosh, almost a year ago. I, the book came out January first. I think it was in February, where I correlated that the war on obesity, uh, or or obesity, costs way more than the war on terror. It does, I mean, and. And I, I don't want to just kind of be myopic to that issue because there's so many other issues, but it's certainly one. There's nothing more intimate than what we put in our mouths, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, and it's the only, and, it, and it's something. That. Yeah, absolutely. That, and then that's something that you guys say on the show. And that if 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 ever you have a choice in anything, it's that. It's that and that alone. You know, you yes. can. You that's that's the one. That's the biggest thing that you can do to help not only yourself but the people around you and the people that love you. And that is. Take care of yourself for crying out loud. Take care of yourself. Yeah, uh, and, and you don't have to be perfect, and no, no one's perfect, and it's all right to splurge on a pizza or whatever. I mean, we all do it, but but it's just all things in moderation and balance. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, now the other thing too is that you guys throw out these stats sometimes, and mm-hmm. you know you you'll say them over and over again and. and I apologize for not remembering them verbatim, but maybe you can rattle off a couple for me. Um, sometimes you throw out these stats that you that as a listener you want to scream at the computer, going, "Why aren't we doing this?" Like one of them, one of them that that you've said multiple times is um, something along the lines of, "In twenty years, the amount of money that we're spending on healthcare will be three hundred percent our GDP." Something like that. Is that? 
That's I'm, exactly right. Am at, I right? At the same growth rates. And, and one thing we try to do, so if anyone wants to see sort of the show notes, because one thing Rob and I really didn't want to do is be, be another sort of talking point podcast that doesn't have any research to back up what we're spouting out. Yeah. Like and so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the present company, excluded, of course. And, um, and we, uh, so we wanted to accompany each show with our research and right. links to whatever data points that we have. And so if you go to the iCanFixAmerica.com website, click on podcasts, click on whatever episode you want to listen to. It's also on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot. Um, you can, on the, on the podcast link on the website, see each uh, research and, and uh, backed up statistic that we, we spout about. But you're exactly right. So healthcare is growing at this rate that I think by the year 2037, and, and don't 100% quote me on that, um, that effectively uh, what we spend on healthcare will equal 100% of GDP. And I think by 2057 is 300% that's, GDP. That's ridiculous. Like that, and and especially with all of the the talk about healthcare and healthcare reform, um, you would think that. Something something as damning as that wouldn't be the forefront of everybody's minds, but it just gets pushed to the side, and it just turns into a rah-rah, you know, I, I want to back my guy thing, uh, right. party for party, and it's like, shut up. Who who cares? No, it, right. just, it just seems to me that nobody... Nobody is interested in the bigger picture. Everybody is just interested in their in number one in whatever's going to make them richer or or have a better life, you know. Now they don't care about twenty years from now yeah. and what it yeah. means. Instant gratification. Yeah, right. and, and, and kind of touching on that too. One of the things on uh, your website, I can fix America dot com. Stop entitlement thinking. I mean, especially now, you know, the generation that's going to like high school or whatever, it's like, oh, well, I should get this or I should get that. And this is, you know, no one I feel has a work ethic anymore. No. What, ha like, whatsoever. And, um, you know, right. recently, you know, just uh, kind of going into education too, where it's like, oh, whatever, you know, if I fail out of this, I'll go to summer school or this will hand, you know, I can get this grant or something because I'm, whatever the case may be. But I think stop entitlement thinking because everyone's going to be like, oh, I can eat this double cheeseburger and you know, whatever. <laughs> then I'll have a heart attack. But, you know, my my neighbor's taxes will help, you know, go for this bill and all that stuff. So exactly. it's just it's it's just really crazy because no one is taking, you know, you have these sound bites from Obama and Romney. And it's like, oh, forward. And, you know, well, I can, you know, I can change American. It's all that. But it's it is all talk. And it just seems like, you know, for me, it's like there's it just seems so daunting, like a daunting yeah. task. But in your book and in your site and your podcast, it's kind of like people can take baby steps and kind of do this. So it's 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 very well, intriguing. I my goal was because here's here's a news breaking news flash here. Um, Romney can't fix it and neither can Obama. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, wait, course. are you and, serious? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Um, and well, so I saw that's all these what, ads, and TV doesn't lie. I, it never <laughs> lies. I know. That, that's why this is a very newsworthy moment right now in the podcast. <laughs> um, that's why the name of the book literally is I Can Fix America, and the I is not David Dooley. Right. You know, people are like, wow, that guy's pretty arrogant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, it's whoever's reading the book, because I think the the goal was, if we can find ways to sort of 
get off the system and not in some sort of freak out prepper, I'm living in the woods way, but really become self-reliant. So whatever happens, we're not at the mercy of bad policy. Um, And so I think that's what true freedom's about. And, and, and I, I think if we're tied down with personal debt, student loan debt, other sort of debt, I, we, one of our first most popular podcasts was, uh, can debt and freedom coexist? And I'm not sure. You know, I think you become sort of a slave to debt. And I think people, I think we have built, we've had a good 30-year run of consumer indulgence that have really sort of created this debt bubble that we are now going to unfortunately have to pay the piper on. We have a little bit, obviously, through real estate, but right. there's more, more shoes to drop, I fear. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot, if, if, if I may. Um, <coughs> we, I, I want to give you a couple of... Uh, here, we ha- you have in front of you two perfect uh, uh, sample studies, if you will. Uh, myself, I'm just about to get married. Uh, in fact, in just in a couple of weeks. And, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And you have Art on the other side there, who is married. Um, two kids, two girls. And mm-hmm. uh, and we are about the same age. In fact, Art, I think we're, we are the same age, right? How old are you guys? I'm 33 now so am okay. i okay there we go so so we have two different we have do, two different people kind of you know similar um backgrounds uh similar upbringings uh different circumstances of our life i want to ask you what is the best thing what are the what are the best couple of things that myself and art can do right now to not only help ourselves but help quote unquote america well i i, I think one of the uh, most important things to do is, <clears throat> as human beings, we obviously need houses. So I think right now is a good time to try to buy a house. But don't, don't obviously uh, buy more. You know, live beneath your means. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that uh, uh, philosophy was sort of neglected uh, starting about 10 years ago and had a good five-year run. And we've been obviously reeling from that. But I think, you know, interest rates are no brainer right now. Um, and then try to pay down and, and just stay out of debt. I mean, with without <laughs> debt, I, it, and this is like, it's not rocket science stuff. It's not like I'm going to tell you some secret uh, yeah. Illuminati code here <laughs> that is going to <laughs> change the earth access. This is where you play the podcast backwards. <laughs> exactly. You know, keys to the and, Illuminati gold chest or something. Exactly. And and I think, you know, stay healthy. Um, and and as if I had children, which I don't, and none that I'm aware of, maybe in some Mexican resort community, <laughs> but um, – I don't know if my mom listens to this podcast. I don't think she does. She, I'm sure she does. Big fan. Give me her email to contact you. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. But um, I, I'm not a big believer in public schools. And so there's a book out there called Outlier, which is, I think, by Malcolm Gladwell. And uh, I know a few of my friends read it. And after they read it, they immediately pulled their kids out of public schools and went to private schools. Um, and I think I think we're going to continue to struggle to really educate great thinkers within the public school system. And so if I had children, I would try to figure out a way to get them out of the public school system as fast as possible. Cool. Thanks for that. I mean, granted, they're four and two, but, you know. Well, I mean, you got to think ahead. You know, oh, yeah, So definitely. maybe the Montessori-type school yep. environment, um, which I went to, 
Um, and then it's it's funny though too. Like for me, um, I went to um, a, a private school in high school, and they also uh, in New Hampshire loved it. Um, and then it, when I was living in Illinois, uh, I went to a public school for like second grade all the way through, I don't know, sixth grade or whatever. And mm-hmm. I loved it too. I, I felt like both, you know, um, I was a dork, obviously, like I was in an afternoon scholars program, but like, I think, you know, it depends on where you're living and all that. Like, uh, I recently had the, uh, the good fortune to talk to Tony Danza and he wrote that book about, yeah. you know, um, yep. about, you know, teaching and all that. And he just said, you know, unfortunately teachers, uh, in our teaching, especially like high school students, are teaching teenagers. He's like, let me let me let that sink in. If you, if any parent you know has teenagers, you're not just talking about two kids. You're talking about like 150 kids, you know, for how how long the school year is. And he said like a lot of parents, unfortunately, don't come to parent teacher conferences. He said there are stories of other teachers where they make these gift baskets. So if you come to the parent teacher, you'll get a gift basket. You'll get some swag if you go and talk oh about God. your teacher about your you know your kid's future. So I mean, there's a lot of things where he saw it's like. It's a challenging, challenging process. And people, like you said, build up education on one of your points in uh, ICanFixAmerica.com. It, it's just, it's it's true, man. It's it's very true. And and unfortunately, I mean, what does that say about our culture and society where we have to incent parents to be parents? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, I was almost going to say, like, have, you know, the guy from Who's the Boss teach our kids. Right. <laughs> that too. And And so, I mean, it's just... It, and and you're right. Uh, are, there certainly are examples out there where there are public school uh, success stories. Yeah, there's a lot of it, and a lot of it depends on where you live. But as I mentioned, sort of in the beginning of my book, my goal with the book was based on my philosophy of blackjack, um, <laughs> where you know if I can count the cards while frowned upon. <laughs> might give me a better statistical probability of being able to play and bet bet correctly. It's just all about probability. It's all about Mm -hmm. statistics. And and great empires are built on the magic of math. I mean, (laughs) insurance companies, trading firms, most companies are built on sort of that risk-reward ratio, which just all boils down to math. And so what I try to do with the book is give actionable items that sort of help make the probabilities more in your favor. Yeah. There's no guarantees, but it just sort of sets the the course that hopefully more luck will prevail than sort of unfortunate circumstances. Just quickly going back to education, you know, um you know, Tony was like he has a passion for education. I think he even went to school like back in the day to like become a teacher and stuff. I mean he loved and he just like just listening, if you ever listen to the podcast, you can just yeah. listen to like how much he cares for education. But uh, I was at a party at Mike's house and he had uh, a couple that um, one taught at like a high, you know, like a a high, um, I'd say upper class um, community. And then one taught at like a lower middle class level. And he said, you know, either the the parents in the low level one were like, like you were having issues with drugs and people didn't like the parents were like struggling even to try and get their homework. While the people in the high, you know, ritzy like private school too, I think it was. They um like the nannies and butlers would take care of them, and there there was like no like connection between both sets right. of parents. So it's crazy, but like I, abuse I, I, on both sides. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right though. With public schools, there's more of an issue of kids not learning and falling behind. 
and and right. I think and I think that that is a, a greater microcosm uh, as a microcosm of the greater issue, which is the fact that exactly what you said. There is there is fault on both sides, and that can be said about every single one of our problems. There's yeah, fault right. on both sides, and I think the one thing that you do in your book and on your show is you give a very realistic, simplistic look at what the middle could be, um, and. And, and a, what a common ground could be. Um, and that's something that I don't understand because I, we know, you know, myself, Art, and anybody listening to this knows, probably knows a good amount of very, what they would consider very smart people. Very smart people that have very high educations and know a lot about, you know, one subject or a bunch of subjects and make it in this world. Yet they seem so moronic whenever they talk about how what's wrong with this country and what their you know what their issues are and what the things they look at in the election and stuff like and, and it just it boggles my mind when you think you can't you you can't really believe that can you you really can't you know and you guys always talk about how you don't want to sound like you have tinfoil on on your heads you know <laughs> being right. being cons- conspiratorial we, we think we're bringing the market a line of tinfoil hats <laughs> Hey, that would really good. Be good. The com- the the, uh, the controversial truth tinfoil hats. I think that would be a seller. Um, yeah, I think it would. <laughs> start fixing America by putting this hat on. Yeah. Um, but you know, give me give me a couple or at least one big one that you think is on the borderline of of a conspiracy, like some some kind of big entity that's out there right now, some big problem that that you oh. have talked about that you could think you know m- most people that I was talking about could look at as a conspira conspiratory thought or well, process. I, it, it's just because of lack of knowledge. But I'll start on the Federal Reserve and our monetary policy. I mean, that really is the core of. A huge amount of the dysfunction in America. And so a lot of people don't know, but the Federal Reserve Bank is a private institution, sort of like this quasi government agency, but it's a private bank that happens to bank the United States Treasury. Hmm. It sort of has this unlimited balance sheet, but it's not like it's not a government agency. Right. And so. When the Fed starts printing money and introducing a lot of this sort of uh, cheap money, there's always consequences. And re- remember when the, I guess just recently Fed announced QE3, which is actually Q Eternity because they never put an <laughs> end to it, which, which is true. I mean, it's 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 it sucks, right? Yeah. But um, so no one knows that we were talking about it on the podcast. I think when we recorded yesterday, it's sort of like going on a trip and saying, hey, everyone, we're going on a trip, get in the car. And they're like, where are we going? And all you say is it will be awesome. <laughs> and you're like, what am I supposed to pack? It's like, dude, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> How long are we going to be on the road? When will I know I'm there? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's, there's never been a successful case study of sort of flooding the market with money and not having massive inflation or which is ridiculous uh e- even worse sort of massive deflation which means every all the shit hit the fan i don't know if i can say mm-hmm. that oh yeah but yes. it, it, it hits the fan and um and the only reason we can pull that off right now is because the u.s dollar is the world currency it's where 
All major contracts for commodities are settled between big nations. And so that, that really happened, I think, after World War II, where we, it removed from the British sterling uh, or pound. I can't remember what it was called back then. Um, and then moved to the U.S. dollar. We moved off the gold standard, uh, which a lot of people sort of thought from monetary policy was the beginning of the end. Um, it allowed us to issue all this debt, which was funded by other countries, namely China, which allows us to buy cheap stuff. And it's just a sort of this prolonged cycle of eventually we lose our status as the world currency because we are bad stewards of it. <laughs> and uh, we, we value, you know, we start dropping the value of the dollar more and more. I was reading this big sort of conspiratorial thought about what's going on in China. And people say, well, you know, Dave, I'm not really worried about the United States dollar not being the world currency because that's the only reason the printing press matters is because everyone loves U.S. dollars. The minute people don't love U.S. dollars, let's say it moves to a Chinese yuan, then, then we're in trouble. And China right now is the largest buyer of gold, uh, largest um, – They must be checking out those Fox News commercials between yeah, the exactly. shows. Yeah, Gold line. <laughs> Um, Stocks, well, forget I get, about them. I should get money Gold. Right there. Exactly. Um, but they're buying a huge amount of commodities. Um, and so there's this sort of doomsday dollar theory out there that eventually China will accumulate enough metallic currency or sort of asset-backed currency, whether it's through commodities or through some sort of uh, uh, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, whatever – and they'll say, you know what? We're not buying any more U.S. debt. We understand there's going to be tough times ahead. We want to trans. We want to transition the world to the yuan, and we can actually back up a certain percentage of our value more than the U.S. can back with with their assets. We can back up more with real assets, and therefore we have a fractional banking system. And and then all hell breaks loose, and then oh, we go to the man. mountains and you know run generators. I- <laughs> <laughs> Well, so there you go. That's some very much like yeah. Mike right there. <laughs> yeah, right. This 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 sounds this sounds a little bit like me, where you know I, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, and I and I told my girl, I said, listen, when we get married, one of the first things I want you to do is I want you to learn how to grow a garden. Uh, I want you to learn how to do that. I want you to learn how to do it with non Frankenstein Monsanto seeds, and uh, yeah. and I and in the meantime, I'm gonna learn how to bow hunt. <laughs> 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 Straight out of the Hunger Games. Exactly. Actually, Mike learns how to hunt from uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it, it amazes me some of these things. I mean, you know, you're just talking about uh, China, and you were talking about the debt and everything. And another another stat that you guys throw out a lot is, um, again, help me out with this one. Something like if you were to put the Earth on sale, what was? Oh yeah, yeah. That that, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. All the uh, if you took. All the hard assets of the earth, all the commodity, all the real estate, all the precious metals, and the Martians had to buy it from us. And we're like, hey, what's it worth in real dollars? It'd be like $194 trillion. Right. Okay. But, and so we represent America, three or 4% of the world's population. So go to usdebtclock.org or maybe <laughs> .com and you'll see sort of the unfunded liabilities section, which is the Social Security run rate, the Medicare run rate. It's like $120 trillion. Yeah. Great. So um, where's that going to come from, man? We're going to be washing so, a lot of dishes for the Martians. So, yeah, lots of Martian uh, Martians are going to beat us up, I think. But um, So it, it, it's just 
there's always a natural ebb and flow cycle uh, to economies and to government. And I I wish it wasn't so, but I, I can't get the math to work. Yeah. So I only have to go on what I feel is my gut feeling. I think many people have the gut feeling that, hey, you know what, something's some sort of wrong here when we're uh, we're running one and a half one trillion dollar deficits on top of a sixteen trillion dollar debt. You know, uh, we have an aging population that seems to be living longer, yet we're getting fatter. Yet we want more government health care. Yet economy's slowing down, and we're going to villainize the people who create jobs. Uh, and some should be. I mean, there are some bad actors out there. But overall, I mean, there's no recovery without a successful job market. And and so when you combine all of those things, you kind of have to step back and say, is this movie going to turn out good? Yeah. Or is there going to be an intermission where I'm like, I need to go crap my pants in the backyard? <laughs> speaking and so, of movies, you know, speaking of movies, I think we need the, uh, to adopt the uh, Ferris Bueller uh, absentee uh, method of removing our debt. Just yeah. go into a computer, hack into it, and uh... hey, man, offline. If you have that figured out, call me. <laughs> but um, you know, but unfortunately, that's how money's generated. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just on the back end, computer transfer. You hear um, China going, Grace? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know, I I think we're gonna live in interesting times. I think that there will be an event. I think it will be an economic event. I think it will. It, you know, I, I don't anticipate, uh, God forbid, a terrorist attack that will. Uh, shake us to our core. I hope that doesn't happen. I'm sure there's people out there that want it to happen. Uh, people not inside America, but people that don't like us. And uh, I think um, I think all things cycle, and we're lucky enough to be on the uh, the downward slope of that. <laughs> and he, and here's okay. And here's Whee! my yeah Whee! yeah log flume. <laughs> But 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 here's the deal, and here's the purpose of my whole book. There's 52 ways that you can get control of it, so right. you can become less likely to be hurt. You know, Rob and I talk about it all the time. We just we just don't want to see people hurt. Right. And what you see happen over in Greece when you have a society that becomes so dependent on things. What you ha- see over in Spain with society that gets so dependent on government handouts. Um, it's great while the getting's good, but it, you know it just doesn't last forever, and everyone has to realize that this isn't a doomsday thing. It's just like, look, if you have a gumball machine in front of you, it just doesn't magically fill up with gumballs. I mean, you could have a thousand pennies, and maybe there's a thousand gumballs, but eventually that thousand and one penny, there ain't going to be any more gumballs. And so, that's kind of the world that we're living in, and um, my book just sort of helps you. Feel empowered to fix the things you can, kind of minimize the downside risk and party hardy the rest of the way. And, and I mean, you know, again, too, going back to the book, these are these are just these are simple things. These are simple things. I, you know, I'm I'm going I'm going to read I'm going to read three of them. I want to read three of them. Be, you know, I'll read the first three because I I want to I want to tease it a little bit. I don't want to read the whole thing, of course, obviously. But uh, but here you go. Three things. I can mow the yard or help ma- maintain a foreclosure in my neighborhood should I notice that it has got, gotten unsightly. Simple. Simple. Yeah, because because if that foreclosure down the street goes for 70% off because it looks like crap. Right. Yep. You know, 
guess what happens when you want to try to sell your house? Or yeah. guess what happens when you want to refinance and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. I had that happen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here, here you go. Here's the next one. I can move my financial accounts to a smaller local bank or credit union to shift the power away from mega banks and promote the value of personal relationships in the industry. S- yeah. Easy. Simple. It's, yeah, I do not agree in too big to fail. That's not free market. That's I don't just agree in that either. I, I think the best thing they should have done was let him let him die. Yeah, yeah. it would have been was, it would have been I a rough go on, for it would have been a rough go for a little bit, but you, yeah. we would have built out of it. We would have been stronger because of it. I w- I, I said this on the podcast that came out um, earlier today that uh, you know if someone could say we could start with measurable, sort of sustainable, true financial principles in our economy without government meddling and sort of corporatism meddling. You know, I, I would go to zero tomorrow. I'd rebuild. Yeah. If I could have that certainty. I, I would I'd pay the price. I just want, you know, common sense principles to prevail so badly that I'm willing to start again. And this isn't a fight club project mayhem type you no, know, blow no. it all up and start from square one. No, <laughs> no, this is this is this is look, you had your shot. Now we just have to figure out something else. Like, sorry, you're done. You know, yeah, it's, and I always quote Fight Club. I quote it often in the podcast because there's that great quote out there. Um, you're not your fucking from, khakis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, remember he says they're sitting in the bar and he's talking about all the IKEA stuff, and he's like, "Watch it, man! The things that you owned might someday end up owning you." Yeah, exactly, and that's what we've become. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. You 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 have become your credit card debt. That's right. You have become your car payment that maybe you shouldn't have shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of credit cards, Ted, like uh, I used to have two credit cards. Now I only have one. And Discover called me up, and they were like, "Yeah, you're not using your card." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't need to." Well, why not? I'm like, "I, I don't want to." And they're yeah. like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna take you know we're gonna um what are you gonna you know, do? Stop your account? <laughs> yeah, what are, you, like, what are you gonna okay, do? <laughs> I'm not using it." And they're That's like, "Great." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah. And so like I'm now only have one credit card. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Dave, you know, even before I started listening listening to the show, you know, I I, I kind of lived this way, which was great, and and now I, it, all, all your show has done is really validated a lot of life decisions that I've made. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of which is, yeah, I own one credit card. It has a seven hundred dollar limit, and I I use it for Christmas presents, and then I pay it off, <laughs> and that's yeah, it. Exactly. And the other thing is, I bought a car five years ago for twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> that is awesome. I I refuse to have a car payment. I refuse. Even if there's payment. a tent, Refu- <laughs> refuse. Refuse. It's a huge tent event. Come on. <laughs> refuse. <laughs> I think the tent. Yeah. I, I mean. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the tent event. I must buy a car. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because a hot dog and, and the like girls sense. are going to be there. You got to have one of those that. guys that flap in the wind. He's <laughs> <laughs> got thirteen cup holders and they're all heated. Who gives Look, a he's, shit? He's waving at me. Look, he's got funny hair. He's waving. <laughs> I need that Porsche. One of your one of your shows was uh, you know the the decline of the automobile or you know or is the automobile irrelevant? And, That's and, right. That's and right. and and it's it's so it's so it's fascinating because it, you know it's and I try to explain it to people and I just end up sounding stupid, but um, the. Your your how you went into you know it's not just the car it's it's our infrastructure in America it's how roads aren't being maintained and it's how you know gas oil. prices are going yeah oil. it's oil and blah 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 and, and just all this stuff and then that kind of spawns off into your latest episode which I was listening to in the car on the way home um, about uh, 
about uh, energy and uh, can we be energy independent? And yeah. you you know again there's here's another one of these statistics that you know you can find online and you can you can back up with credible sources and all this stuff about um what is it is it is it thora what is it yeah a, a thorium liquid fluoride thorium reactor thorium that's is it awesome Thor, apparently uh, again help me uh what is it a hundred a hundred grams of thor thor yeah a hundred grams of thorium which is you know a stack about um I don't know, 20 quarters on top of each other, um, is your entire life's usage of electricity. Yeah, your entire life. synthesized or w- w- when uh, sort of uh, fused within a uh, thorium reactor. And thorium is, is a huge byproduct of a lot of the things we're doing now uh, with raw earth metals and, and um, the earth's crust. hugely abundant, but yeah. we couldn't be weaponized. Right, exactly. Right? Because which it couldn't is, be weaponized like uranium. We, yeah, that's why we went with sort of plutonium and uranium in reactors, and um, you know, it, conspiratorial. I, I I think I I agree that there's a lot of powers that be that want us on sort of the dirty energy, the the coal and and uh, and sort of other sort of uh, fossil fuels and this thorium reactor concept, which they've tested and created prototypes with in Oak Ridge. Because the the initial goal was to create a a reactor that could uh, a nuclear fueled plane. Because yeah. if you notice, we don't have any airplanes that are nuclear mm-hmm. because we couldn't get a reactor stable enough. And so thorium was potentially a solution. They ultimately weren't able to make it work, but um, but it sort of got sidetracked because they weren't able to weaponize the reaction as well. And so, but now. Like India is leading the way with it. China's exploring it. Of course. Um, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Marvel DC. <laughs> yeah. No, no it, it's it's incredible. And it, it, it's it, and it reminds me kind of of the the whole reason why um it in the beginning, you know, obviously they went to uranium because they wanted to weaponize it. Okay, I, for lack of a better term, I kind of understand that. I, you know, yeah, I understand it. I, I, you know, I kind of understand that. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you've you've gotten what you need out of it, but at the, but now also too, you kind of it's kind of useless because you're really not using. It's just the threat of using them. It's not even using these weapons. You're not That's using true. these weapons on a, on a regular basis. I should say. And so why not then go, okay, you know, we don't need it anymore. Like, let's go to something different. And it's the kind of the same thing with, to me, it's the same with, um, and, and it just reminds me, I don't know the specifics, but it reminds me of why marijuana became illegal to begin with. There was, there was some kind of uh, reasoning be, behind trading with Mexico or something like that, and then it, that kind of went away, and then they still did it for some God knows reason, and it just becomes yeah. one of those things like, well, that's the way it's always been. And it's like, no, let's let's <laughs> let's look right, at something exactly. better. I I often say uh, today's uh, solutions are tomorrow's problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It's it, it's exactly right. It's it's exactly right. Um, and that that brings me on to one other thing, and 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 then we can let you go because I I mean I can honestly talk to you forever, but. Um, <laughs> I can come back. Oh, good. Okay, great. We'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. If there is a tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. um, that's only if the solar flare goes out and we go revolution style. You know, that's that new show on TV. Or 
<laughs> I got nervous one time because my cable company said, you know, there's due to the solar flares, you might have inactivity with your uh, telephone, you know, internet and cable. I'm like, oh my god. She's like, damn Mayans, come no on, man. Way. That's <laughs> and that a chance. And that's what I was gonna say. That is that was that's my. Uh, that's my prediction right there. Is it, it for this country to revolt? For these this country of fat, lazy douchebags to get up off their ass and actually do something? It's going to take something as cataclysmic as that, as one of our uh, taken for granted uh, um, utilities to fail. Some massive electrical or internet or something like that to just be like, no, nope, this isn't working anymore. That's what it's going to take for us to get up and be I like, agree. we need to do something. You know. Um... I, I always say, you know, does it take us watching more planes fly into a building for us to react? Or can we be proactive as a society to solve some of these problems? And I fear that we're just very reactive. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to what I wanted to close with was, again, kind of spawning off your, the whole energy talk. And that is, what do you think about. Uh, and again, this kind of goes off into conspiracy land. But um, what do you think? What do you think about the whole concept of, you know, these major oil companies and and being major players on both sides, whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats or whatever, and really having a profound effect on the progression of different forms of energy. I, I've always told a lot of my friends, anybody that has, has ever told me, oh, I'm going to be an engineer or, oh, I'm going to be a scientist or oh, something like that. I've always told them, do me a favor. If you invent something that makes us able to go from New York to Los Angeles on a thimble full of water, if you're able to do that, invent it, mass produce it, leave it on everybody's doorstep and don't tell anybody else about it. Like, don't... <laughs> Make it like Napster, where it just gets way out of hand, where the people and never can't get control. in another car again because right. it might blow up. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, what what are your thoughts on? Uh, you know, again, I I'm, I I don't want to dive you into the the whole conspiracy notion, but it's just it. Sometimes it's just so right in your face that you know you hear about a guy in the in the seventies, uh, like like I just said, creating a water powered. A go kart that went from New York to LA on 13 gallons of water, and he shows up on the local news, and two weeks later he dies mysteriously of food poisoning. I mean, this is mm -hmm. crazy. Sh and if you ever look up on Wikipedia, water powered car, every mm -hmm. single one of the people that have come to invent something uh, close or show how it is possible to 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 use um, fusion on a, on water for for. Uh, a combustible engine every single example the people are either dead mysteriously or locked up in decades of litigation what the mm -hmm. like what the fuck you, you, right. you, this is this has to be something going on right well i, I yes I, so you have to think okay so we sort of bet the farm on an oil petroleum based economy we and literally we bet the farm. I mean, without petroleum, food prices would be huge because, um, or or theoretically, if 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 oil prices went through the roof, food prices go through the roof because there's transportation logistics to to mine that stuff or to to harvest it rather. Right. Um. But to your to your point, yeah. I mean, there was a recent I think documentary on 60 Minutes where 
or one of those shows where they went over and and spoke to the largest company in the world, the one that runs sort of all the Saudi oil wells. And I think they asked the CEO point blank, is it in your best interest to decredit green energy, renewable energy, other energy sources? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, America alone in all energy consumption, I think we spend like $1.3 trillion a year in a variety of different energy sources. I'm not sure what the mix of oil uh, with that is. But uh, you're talking about millions of jobs, um, huge amount of revenue. Uh, if you look at the show notes on episode 16 that you were talking about, Mike, the one you listened to on energy, mm-hmm. there's some nanotechnology uh, out there that theoretically could create free energy oh, yeah. based on this, this, this the, film that the you solar, can apply yeah. things. Yep. The solar, yeah, solar stuff on the, on, the, and, uh, on the windows, yeah. And how it sort of can, can store electrons and then reapply them within line of sight. It's just crazy, you know, out of the world what you think sci-fi technology that we're beginning to develop, but uh, without question, there has to be roadblocks thrown up by the big companies because they're protecting their interests. They're protecting their shareholders. Certainly there's, um, you know, as a free market guy, okay, I get it. But when people end up dead or, or patents that truly can move society and mankind forward are gobbled up and put on shelves, then you wonder, okay, guys, you know, it's a little bit of give and take. Um, we've had a good 50, 60 year run. Um, you know, a hundred years ago, this idea of flying through the air was barely invented. A <laughs> uh, hundred and fifty years ago, if you wanted to go from uh, New York to L.A., you'd be on a train. Two hundred years ago, it'd be on a horse, and yeah. half the people would die in the meantime. Right. So, I mean, this isn't <laughs> that long ago, and so I think, without question, um, petroleum-based companies are holding back innovation with all their power. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it's just crazy. It, but they say they are doing it, but see, they've already invested in so much infrastructure. Mm-hmm. The idea of recreating that infrastructure. Remember the Pickens plan? You know, uh, T. Boone Pickens, the big oil guy that wanted to build that wind corridor. Oh, sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Guy's milkshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, but he, you know, part of the big thing he ran into was just the energy companies um, tapping into their grid to sell them energy. And it was just becoming controversial. Um, then natural gas prices plummeted, which made building out the infrastructure for wind not financial feasible. And so I'm kind of a believer that natural gas could be sort of the bridge to that next um, technology out there. I, I think, yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, the only, the one thing that I'm, really really worried about uh is that you know you kind of see it with uh and and this is it i swear i'm i'm gonna stop after this uh, <laughs> but uh you kind of like if someone knocks on your door don't answer it <laughs> got it you you kind of see it um happening especially with the fluctuating prices and and you know going up like crazy but um you know it seems that, and I forget who who wrote it out so succinctly, but it seems that we kind of peaked in our oil production uh, in the in the mid seventies, mid to late seventies, and it's been going slowly, slowly down ever since. So the writing's on the wall that, to me anyway, you know, it may not be to everybody else, but to me the writing's on the wall that hey, 
this is a finite resource. We're running out. So what's going to be the next oil? And my fear is, is that it's not natural gas. It's water. And if it is, mm. we're, we're all fucked. Because that is, yep. that is the one thing that you cannot mess with. And there is so much, un, there is so much uh, that people don't realize about the um you know just percentages alone of how much fresh water we actually have is minuscule compared to what we actually need and to you know to sit there and to buy a three dollar bottle of poland spring when really it's just some guy going up to his tap and filling it up and then sealing the bottle and selling it to you you're paying 300 percent of zero which is you know (laughs) which is yeah great business model (laughs) fucking crazy delivery of the bottle was this cost is creation of bottle and delivery of it yeah (laughs) Just, just absolutely, and not to mention the, you know, the chemicals that you're ingesting from the bottle is giving you mantits, and you know, you know, That's I, true too. I, I yeah. could go on and on and on about that shit, but that, you know, uh, I, it, it's just it, it, that scares me the most, and that that is that is the scariest thing to me is that. Well, one mantits are scary. <laughs> Is that what you're scared about? That's, that's right. Buy Spanx. And that's how we go out on the show. Buy Spanx. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's, you know, eventually it's going to turn to something else. And you just, and, I don't know. It just, it. So all throughout society, there's always been, oh, shit moments, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yep. And so there's always going to be something. And I, I agree that that water is going to be a huge one, um, especially as a lot of emerging countries get more online. Mm-hmm. Um, middle class uh, starts uh, booming as population uh, continues to increase uh, throughout the world. But um, what I try to focus on is what what major problems can I just sort of chart a course to its natural end and and that's where i get caught up in sort of the debt the deficit mm-hmm. the aging population the unfun just this the unrealistic assumptions that social security was built on where retirement was 62 and your lifespan was 67 mm-hmm. and we've blown that out of the water right and that's only going to continue to increase medical advancements are prolonging um America's or Americans' life. Although right. I think this past year, I think was the first year there was a downtick in mortality, and a lot of it was due to obesity, right? Yep. Obesity related, absolutely. But and, and uh, if you and if you've the, ever li- if you've ever read anything by uh, Kurzweil, you you understand the fact that yeah, this this stuff is coming not in a hundred years, in twenty years. Yeah, in twenty years, and so there's an economist that I respect hugely, who's like, look, um, we're gonna have. He thinks 2014 will be a, another sort of great recession then we'll kind of bounce out of that but he's like you know mid 2020s um make sure you have extra room for the kids because they're moving back yep awesome god damn dude there you go so david's oh shit moment was coming onto this podcast oh god (laughs) (laughs) Um, no it's always good you know and but but here's the thing you gotta live life you gotta have fun yeah in in the whole basis of my book is just feeling like you're empowered with these huge issues that that you it's so easy to get overwhelmed but you know how you don't worry about social security you become financially independent yep you know you, you don't worry about interest rates you don't have any debt yep yeah and and, I, and I definitely want yeah and I definitely want to get that across I mean we you know we at, much like your show we, it started off being very very up and then all of a sudden it became doom and gloom like that that is something that I like about your exactly. Rob and I always say you know we're going to start with some fun stuff but then we're going to end it right into you wanting to drink 
It's kind of like but the opposite of a news. Oh, it's like the opposite of a news where it's like murder, murder, murder. Oh look, puppy flies. Hey, look at that. <laughs> exactly. It's a water skiing squirrel. Yay, it's oh, over. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's I, check I, out the weather. That that's one yeah. thing I wanna I wanna you know get across definitely is that reading this book. You know, reading this book again, I, I read it a couple of times. And reading this book, you do feel good. You you do feel better about yourself because you feel like, oh, I can do this now. Like it's not even like, oh, I gotta wait until I have you know enough money to do that. No, no, no. You can do these things right now. And I and I yep. highly suggest again, you pick up the book. Um, and I highly, I also highly suggest. And you tell me if I'm wrong because what I was gonna ask you was. What do you think, just to kind of wrap it all up in a nice, neat bow, what do you think for everybody out there, what is the number one thing that they can do to help fix this country? Number one. And I'll tell you what I think mine is, but I want to hear you from you first. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your children um, physically, mentally, with education. Um Take a vested interest in your children getting a great education, striving for excellence. I feel like we've become a culture of mediocrity. Mm. Um, and I think uh, it's going to be up to us, our generation guys, to sort of lead the way, but then our children uh, to, to kind of thrive uh, with the hard work that we're going to have to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and mine kind of comes right on top of that, and that is, yeah, just educate yourself educate yourself on yeah, educate yep. yeah just educate yourself educate yourself and your kids on on the important things keep an open mind don't back somebody just because they punched the same you know they they have happen to be in the same party that your parents voted for that, that doesn't matter anymore exactly. and, and so like number 19 let's see here says uh i vote every election prior to voting i can commit to being educated about the candidates and issues to ensure that I am judging them based on the content of their character and intentions. Yep, very so do the very work. Simple. You know, do the work to, uh, exactly. Take take the time to actually break it down to terms that you can understand. It's a lot of it's a lot of information. It's a lot of to, it's a lot of big words. And to save time, so you can educate yourself, go through the drive-through. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you'll have time waiting because everyone else is in the drive-through too. Which yeah. is the problem. <laughs> So, oh man, um, David Dooley. Yeah. Uh, again, I I thank you so much. Like I said, I we could talk to you. I could talk to you forever, man. It's just... Hey, it's a great holiday book. I'm all, I'm encouraging everyone. Hey, buy one for yourself. Hand them out as stocking stuffers. If you don't like it, Amazon will return it. No problem. No risk. <laughs> um, and and also to the 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 controversial truth, uh, you can get as you said on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, it it yep. is a, it's a great listen. Um, and you can kind of mix and match, uh, but I I would suggest there's you know right. What are you on your 16th episode at this point? Yeah, 16 came out today. 16 came out today. You can start from the beginning and 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 be done in a week. So and be caught up in a week. So it's it's you know it's something that I think everybody should go to. It's it's definitely uh, tops on my favorites, and and I love uh, I love listening to you guys banter. I I was gonna ask for both of you guys, but I, you know, to see if both of you guys could come on. But I feel Rob was a little bit more out of our league, you know, him being on Joe Rogan and everything. I think he was. <laughs> and plus, his uh, his is mom is not a fan of the show. <laughs> Rob is a celebrity. You gotta watch that guy. He's famous. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dave, again, I, I really appreciate it, man. We we I, I would love to do this again at some point, just to just to kind of shoot the shit about other let's, stuff. Let's do a follow up one after the election, and then we'll we'll see how we chart the course forward. All right, that sounds good. Nice. Sounds like forward, a huh? Ooh, a little. <laughs> oh well, no, that's not what I. <laughs> I forgot that that is the um, 
the uh see i i haven't really been paying attention to elections because i'm of the oh, school of hey. thought that um <laughs> i mean i'm gonna do the uh, the election banter how about that okay i'm gonna vote on the issues but um the uh you know I, i'm of the school of thought that uh you really can't pigeonhole 300 and 10 million people to two options. I mean, what kind of freedom is that, right? <laughs> I, I think the two-party system has failed, personally, but that's a whole other podcast. It totally is. <laughs> Agreed. But, End on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But, David Dooley, thank you so much for being a part of it. We really appreciate it, man. It was great, guys. Thank you. All right, thanks. Take care. For more good stuff, go to mastersofnone.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Masters of None.